The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and uh, we're going uh, to begin with breaking news. Don Wright is breaking news. They're waiting. They're waiting in Georgia uh, to to put together this kind of indictment for no crimes against Donald Trump. Meanwhile, they don't have to wait very long for a crime. They just committed one by leaking a grand jury document, which they pull back. But that's not enough to pull it back. Now, if Georgia really is interested in enforcing the law fairly, impartially, and strictly, well, somebody's got to go to jail for this. And before you can go forward with this case, it would seem to me, this should be solved. If I were representing Donald Trump, which I am not doing, I'd be in court right now seeking an injunction against this grand jury, against the prosecutor, and against anyone connected with the grand jury for having leaked a grand jury document. Now, I'd also list all the other leaks they have done in the last year, including a grand juror who gave an interview. This isn't a grand jury. This is a clown show. This grand jury uh, should not be allowed to issue any further indictments until and unless the person responsible for this crime is identified, charged, so that we we begin at least with some notion that we're not going forward with yet another two-tiered justice system, one in which Democrats can do anything they want, in a city that is a well-known corrupt Democratic city, Atlanta, including leaking, 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 and leaking. And then Republicans are indicted for things that vaguely sound like they may be wrong. Now, the one thing this isn't is a racketeering charge. And that's what they, the lead charge is a racketeering charge. There is nobody in this country that has used a racketeering statute more than I have. This is a disgrace, a complete disgrace. First of all, the use of it is a disgrace. And number two, the leaking tells you you are not dealing with an honest grand jury or district attorney's office. And they're about to try to prosecute for the fourth time the leading Republican candidate for president in a crooked Democrat city. Are you kidding me? Uh, are you kidding me? Uh, do, do we really want to prove to the world we're East Berlin? Is there anybody, is there anybody with any decency left in Georgia? Is there anybody that will step forward and say, hey, we just blew it, guys. We made a fool of ourselves by putting this out. Racketeering? Based on his complaining about the election being fraudulent? There were witnesses who testified, a hundred of them, in front of the state legislature saying that they weren't allowed to vote. There were witnesses who said they saw pristine ballots that had never been folded, used as absentee ballots. There's an overwhelming amount of evidence. The attorney general has a report that he concealed, that he received about six or seven days after the election, pointing out the anomalies and the difficulties and the problems in the election. He withheld it for over a year. 
He went on and made statements about how well conducted the election was. He then complained about his conversation with President Trump, where he he was intimidated. The poor little attorney general was intimidated. I mean, if he was intimidated at that, what the hell is he doing being attorney general? Geez, I know some guys that would make him faint if that intimidated him. What are you talking about? Intimidated. And you're telling me you're on the up and up and you leak this? You leak this piece of garbage? This isn't, this isn't some kind of a coordinated public relations effort with the Democrat party in three other states in order to interfere with his running for president next year? The fourth indictment for nothing? You know what these things say? They've got five counts of the Georgia RICO statute, which is so broad it's probably unconstitutional. Then it has a solicitation of violation of oath by public officer. How about conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer? Who the hell impersonated a public officer? Then uh, conspiracy to commit forgery. So uh, so far, nobody did anything. They just conspired. We got to get down to number twenty-seven before we get to filing a false document, which could be in the mind of the beholder. I mean, suppose I filed a document that said that natural immunity was as good as the vaccine. A year ago, that would have been considered a false document. So maybe somebody filed the document that there was cheating. Well, they don't recognize that there was cheating. Maybe somebody filed documents about the ballots that were burned in uh, in Georgia. Maybe the poor ATF agent that they, who knows what they've done with him, who reported that. But they'll consider that a false document. Solicitation of violation of oath. And then just a general false statements and writings, otherwise known as exercising your right of free speech in a free country. Now, uh, not, not, not to mention the fact that this is going to be just a recitation of the garbage we've already seen. They have the effrontery to leak it. These sanctimonious phonies. They want some kind of a ridiculous adherence to the law, which violates the First Amendment by Donald Trump, his lawyers. You can't be a lawyer. The things that are brought up in the, in the indictment in Washington regarding me and the other lawyers was acting as a lawyer, aggressively defending my client. You can't be a lawyer for Donald Trump. Otherwise, they want to put you in jail. That's the whole purpose. That's why his co-defendants are having a hard time finding a lawyer. They're afraid. Lawyers are afraid. There aren't too many uh, Thomas Morris among our lawyers. Thomas More is the patron saint of lawyers, and the joke is he's the last lawyer to have gone to heaven. Seriously. <laughs> Could be true. But, I mean, the reality is, if you want to bring an indictment like this, 
which has never been done before, of an ex-president, not only an ex-president, of the candidate of the opposition party, the candidate who is overwhelmingly looks like the choice of the opposition party by 40%. The candidate that right now is beating your candidate by a few points in every poll. If you want to bring a case like that, you have to be, as they say, purer than Caesar's wife. You can't be leaking grand jury documents and committing state felonies and ignoring it. What, you tell me you're going to investigate it? No, 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 no. How about you investigate it, find the person who did it, indict the person, then maybe you can go ahead with your bull case. There's only one crime so far that's obvious. It's yours. This isn't a racketeering case. That's ridiculous. This is an attempt to put yet one more barrier in the way of Donald Trump running for president. How? How is he possibly going to run for president with four trials next year? Isn't that the reason that these non-crimes are being charged uh, two or three years after they should have been charged? If they were going to be charged at all? Uh, uh, Applications of statutes that have never happened before? Inventive, creative applications of statutes? That most lawyers have never dreamed of before. You've got a whole presidential record act that's never been used before. Oh, they're going to use it to block him from having time to run for president. I really do think this should be brought before a court. The whole group of this. This is chapter 12 in a five or six year saga to prevent him from being president. And boy, if that isn't a violation of constitutional rights, we've never had one. And if we don't have a court that can remedy that, then we don't have it in America. It's about time a court looked at the whole picture here and came to the conclusion that everybody around the world is coming to America. You've become corrupt. You're now inventing cases to create barriers. So that the leading candidate for president of the United States is not elected. That's what this is. And, and the act of leaking this piece of garbage before, when you should be able to handle this in a careful, discreet, decent way, proves that this is, a, this is, this is the same conspiracy you had on election day when you had barriers in six cities. You put them up. Everybody didn't wake up that morning and figure out we're going to have barriers. They happen to be six of the most corrupt cities in America. And you wouldn't let Republicans conduct the usual practice of being able to examine the paper ballots. And in fact, in Georgia, you went nuts over the paper ballots. You wouldn't let us touch the paper ballots. And then you did the phony act. And because we have a phony press, they kept repeating it, of constantly recounting the same phony ballots and coming to the same phony result without giving us a chance to look at the ballots and figure out how many of them were not properly absentee ballots. One way we could have figured it out is they weren't folded. Another way we could have figured it out was examining the paper. It wasn't the official paper that you had ordered. We were ready to do it. You blocked us at the last minute. You blocked us another time. The governor blocked us. The attorney general blocked us. 
I ask you just one thing before we take our little break. If you were the attorney general or the governor or one of the crooked Democrats there, because they're in cahoots, and you would run a pristine election, and those ballots, those paper ballots, were pure as Caesar's wife. You'd invited everybody in to look at them. Come on, look at them, test them, do whatever you want, smell them if you want. We're going to knock you out of court, guys, because we got nothing to worry about. Or are you going to fight like cats and dogs? Use every lie, use every trick, use every calumny that you can think of so nobody gets to see a piece of paper. Not in one state, not in two, but in the six that he was ahead in that Biden won. And how about that? He's ahead in all six states and he lost all six states? You want me to believe that? Ha, ha, ha. We'll be back in a little while. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And thank you very much for joining us. Uh, there's so much more to be said about, you know, about this. But there's also uh, uh, something hor- uh, heartbreaking going on. And you know what that is in Maui. Uh I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Maria, who's most recently been in Hawaii, much more recently than I have, uh, to give us a little bit of an update. I, last time I checked, there were 96 dead. That's right, Mr. Mayor. It's a very sad thing. The worst devastation in over a century in Hawaii. And it was on the island of Maui last Wednesday. Very dry conditions this time of year. Not sure wh- how is Ma- is, it all is started. Maui, is Maui the one that the tourists go to the most? A lot of tourists in this historic town, Lahaina, that is absolutely destroyed right now. And beautiful, right? But beautiful. it had beautiful, but it had all these things going against it. Dry conditions. There was a national uh, weather report that, you know, high risk area. Not sure how it started, but they were getting some of the tailwinds from Hurricane Dora. So the winds were 60 to 90 miles an hour. So you had the flames that were literally going vertical. People had to jump in the ocean to avoid that. Thick black smoke and the fire. This is devastation. Like, uh, like I said, they hadn't seen for a century. Did some of the people in the ocean drown, or, or uh, yeah, yeah. I would imagine with we the tide. We know, yeah. It, I have in-laws um, in on the Big Island, but um, this devastation is crazy. And here's what's tragic. Let's listen to cut number twenty-eight. Well, you couldn't hear, but he was asked by reporters about what's going on in Hawaii. He said no comment. I I don't understand it. No comment. People have lost their lives, lost everything they've ever worked for. Their homes, they're having to identify bodies with DNA. When, 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 if ever. Is this country going to hold him accountable like a normal person for the atrocities that he commits? There's such I mean, he, apathy he, he's, about he's, he's his taken, behaviors. This, this whole thing about he didn't get any money. I mean, I, I was about, instead of doing this, I was going to show you 15 ways in which he got, you know, 30, 40 million. 
the guy is a proven bribe taker, sold out our country, sold us out to China, sold us out to Ukraine. But, you know, uh, that treated his granddaughter like she was a piece of nothing, uh, lies like crazy. And now people, are, is it, it must be over 98 by now. Oh, I imagine. I'm, I'm positive. But it's going to be in some and, and are, yeah. are not being tortured by this thing. Uh, who says it, no comment? How can you, you say, say no some comment? kind of kind words to the family left behind to to these people you know on our uncovering the truth show on sunday we talked about what happened in hawaii was they had text messages and some things on air that went out but here's the problem the cell towers were not functioning because of the fires so many people didn't get warnings and then because they have a lot of hurricanes they have after action reports how to do things they weren't following some of their own plans to warn people like there's a policy within the hawaii electric company when conditions are at high risk they're supposed to shut off the electricity to those areas here they had massive fires with the 60 to 90 mile hour when they weren't shutting off the electricity that added to the fire that added to it so hawaii's got a lot of issues and they they need to really look at what happened to make it better for the next time and be honest in their after action right now we have to take care of the people left right now right now we have to take a break and pray to god that pretty soon we get a president because when you say no comment you just announced you're not president Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back again with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Now, uh, Democrats are yelling and screaming that there's no proof that uh, Joe Biden received anything uh, of these bribes. That all these bribes, because they were all intended for, I mean, we've got here... um, well, they put out that 20 million last week. We all together, you know, can count up about 40 million. And the idea is they were just given, but for no reason, no services of any kind. Uh, China just gave away, uh, you know, 31 million. They just, they wanted, they like, they liked, uh, Hunter, uh, so much that they put a $1.5 billion, uh, commitment uh, while his uh, father was uh, vice president in his uh, useless private equity fund, in which one of his partners, and this is also is unbelievable that they cover this up, one of his partners was uh, Whitey Bulger's nephew. You want organized crime? You want a real RICO statute? Not the garbage in Georgia? That's a real RICO statute. That's why they got to do this kind of covering up that they're doing with these four cases next year to try to balk Trump because what they got is a career criminal in the White House. Now, I mean, the, the payments to Biden, the statute says directly or indirectly. You don't have to pay, you know, like with a check. In fact, there are very few bribes I ever prosecuted where it was payment by check. Uh, it's usually under the table, in cash, indirectly. And and Hunter makes it easy because Hunter explains it. Hunter explains to his daughter in a text that is widely ignored 
even by uh, uh, the Post and uh, the um, Fox, because this should be on the front page. He just flat out admits to his daughter in 2018, for 30 years I've been paying all the expenses of the family, and I still have to give half my income to Pop. So now, now you know what the money was for. The money was for Pop. Half his income goes back to 1996 when he worked for the MBNA Bank, and he complained that he had to have that job because at that time, now, have they have they gone back to check the records? But reporters have checked this one before he was immune. He paid not only his own college expenses and postgraduate expenses, but Hunter paid his brother's college expenses. Who pays the brother's college expenses? How about he paid his half-sister's college expenses and her uh, and her uh, books every year for Valerie Biden Owens? Hmm? How about uh, there are, going back to 2010 in the hard drive, there's uh, so many I'd have to gather them together. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, here's a, here's a little thing from Schwerin. Schwerin is the guy that was at the White House like 26 times for no reason. Schwerin is the guy that was squaring up the, uh, the, 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 the money that was being laundered to, to Joe, making sure he got his, his, his 50% for his bribes. Um, so here's one written to Hunter. What is this? June 5, 2010. This is right out of the hard drive. There are a few outstanding bills that need to be paid, and I'm not sure which should get paid out of my account, meaning my account, meaning the account he was running for Hunter. There's about $2,000 extra beyond what is used for monthly expenses. So he had already paid for monthly expenses for the whole Biden family out of what Hunter put in there, and now he needed two grand more. Then we go, uh, just a couple of months later, uh, he's got to come up with uh, $1,239 for an air conditioner in Mom Mom's cottage on the four acre estate. Uh, Hunter's paying for that. And Hunter's paying $1,475 for a local house painter for the parents' house. And $2,600 for stone retaining for the parents' house. And $475 for shutters for the parents' house. I mean, it's it's over and over and over again. He's paying for expenses that normally would be paid by a normal person to hide the bribery money. It's laundering, just like they had the 20 corporations. And we have the woman that the FBI won't talk to who wants to explain how the money was laundered. But for three years, she's never been interviewed. And then, of course, we have a couple of payments of $50,000 in rent from Hunter to Joe. Except Hunter owned the house. You go figure that one. Uh, they, uh, They actually don't think we're stupid. They think we're corrupt. And the press is corrupt. Because the press doesn't cover it. Just like the press isn't going crazy right now, that this grand jury, before they go ahead with their phony fourth indictment, 
committed a crime. They committed a crime. And they're going to get to indict an ex-president and they committed a crime? And it's okay? And this is America? I don't know, doctor. Where, where, what has happened to us? What's happened to us? How, how, how could it this, be this bad? How, how could we have gotten this corrupt? Everybody's been asking the same question, Rudy. What happened to our country since Biden came into office? Now, I have to say there's been this globalist agenda going on for decades. But since President Biden took office, we've never seen anything happen so rapidly. With the onset of the open borders, fentanyl poisoning deaths, all right, our all-time record, huh. the cartel controls who comes into our country. Cartel migrants, that's who these yeah, people are. Yeah, the there's people, the cells people. implanted terrorists within. There's Chinese nationalists who want to spy on us. We have everybody in the administration flying over to China and bowing at them. These are the people that are trying to destroy us, not only with covid but with other things, when their own president says by, what is it, 2034, they're going to take down the United States, like they're telling us they're our enemies. They are trying to get on our military bases. They're doing reverse engineering. And now they hacked, technology-wise, into the Navy. Yeah, well, and they also have a bigger Navy than we do. And we gave up an air base 400 miles from them because Biden was bribed. And let's go on and on. Let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Hi, good afternoon, Rudy. Thank you for taking my call. Not at all, Robert. What's um, up? Yeah, well, you know, there's the latest outrage of this indictment. Um, I wish they would try, like, listen to Mark Levin, at least try to appeal to the Supreme Court. They didn't even apparently do a motion to accuse this judge in D.C., try to get a different venue over there. Um, one thing I just want to point out, I think it would be great if Trump took you as his uh, running mate. I think you're absolutely great. You have a history. I love Carrie Lake, too, but you have a much thicker resume. Amen. And you should choose Robert. And you should choose Robert Kennedy. You should choose Robert Kennedy to head the head of health and human services. If Kennedy doesn't want it, you should give it to Dr. Maria Ryan. Maybe we'll make him <laughs> attorney general <laughs> like his father. Yeah, there you go. He's a lawyer. And he's a Democrat. You know, you have a debate coming up, Republican uh, debate. I think this would be the best thing that you guys can do. If at the night of the Rhino establishment debate, you instead hosted at the same time Donald Trump versus Robert Kennedy, and you and Dr. Maria would ask questions. Maybe you can get Tucker and Cheryl Atkinson to ask questions. I think that would be so great to have Donald Trump debate Robert Kennedy on the same time as the Republican establishment debate that would stick it to the establishment of both Uniparty and also the media, the establishment media. That would be great to do that. Yeah, you know who I would invite? I'd invite Vivek. 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 I learned how to say I would his say, name. Uh, you're the only guy over there who talks any, any kind of sense. I do like him. He's and a great guy. the candidate. only one who seems to care about America. So how about we get the three of you, uh, and, and we all, and we have a, how about, instead of a debate, we have a discussion. Uh, you guys don't have to try to beat it. We, we don't want somebody winning this. We want America winning. Yes. So what we want, I, yes. so I think these debates should be done away with. Because this, this, it becomes like a contest, who wins, who da da, da 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 and everybody gets three minutes to talk, and then Christie will make some wise, you know, wise-type comments and be an idiot and, and a fool. 
I think it should be a conversation. You know, what are you going to do? What? How? How? Like, for example, how does the war in Ukraine end? Tell me how it ends. Tell me your idea, um, Mr. President, uh, uh, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. So- how does it end? Does it go on forever? I mean, uh, it seems like some of these Republicans want that war to, like Pence, want that war to go on forever. Because ain't no, no accountability for the money that the extreme amount of now, money. Is, yeah, is there anybody willing to guarantee that that money went for arms? The whole Democrats in Congress voted again against an accountability model that would show the taxpayers where their money well, was you, going. And of course, not covered at all, except t- tiny little thing in the post. Every single one of the people doing recruiting, 33 in all offices in uh, in Ukraine have been removed for taking bribes. Everyone. That's what we call systemic corruption. You don't think that exists with the big money for arms? And you don't, and you think Zelensky has real control of that? Zelensky's, uh, as we say in America, in New York, rabbi, is a guy named Kolomoisky who runs Privat Bank, which is the biggest money laundering bank in the country, and he's one of the biggest crooks in the country. So um, I'm not saying Zelensky's corrupt, but he's sure as hell surrounded by it, and he ain't done much about it. There's no question his predecessor received a scandalous bribe to dismiss the Burisma case. Poroshenko, Zelensky hasn't lifted a finger to do a damn thing about it. So he may be a big hero or not, whatever you think, but he's sure sitting on a mountain of corruption, both his and ours. Uh, let's go to uh, Andrew in Stanhope. Hey, what's up, Rudy? Just want to ask your opinion as uh, an Italian-American, and it's more of a double standard that followed me, not the anti-Italian. I was watching um, the Giants preseason, and Sean O'Hara, retired Giant player, commentator, when the backup quarterback, his last name is DeVito, and he's Italian, apparently from New Jersey, and um, Sean O'Hara went into this little comedy skit. Hey, he's from Jersey. Forget about it. It's a Fugazi. <laughs> and I was kind of offended, but it's more the double standard. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor is the backup quarterback who's African-American. What if Sean O'Hara had said, Oh, my God, Sean O'Hara wouldn't be, from- would, wouldn't be on anymore. Right. You're right. right. You're right. You know, I, I don't think the – look, I grew up in an Italian-Irish-Jewish neighborhood. And I heard every single one of them all different ways. And uh, actually, we were all friends. <laughs> of course. Of course. It doesn't matter what background, uh, we were right? All friends. We're Americans. I, uh, now, if, if those things were repeated now, we'd all be fired or thrown out of office or, I don't know, maybe crucified. Uh, I don't. Uh, look. We've all had discrimination. You know, Italian-Americans are the second most lynched people in the United States history. Number two after after African-Americans and more than Jews. Yeah, there was Jews a lot third. of lynching in Louisiana. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean it was worse for us than for Jews? I don't think so. I think anti-Semitism was worse than anti-Italian. I think that racism in America was the worst thing of all. But it, that doesn't make it like it was easy for Irish or Italians or uh Hispanics or anybody else but uh, but they it all has to be dealt with the same way you've got to overcome it you can't 
you can't let it make you a victim. You, you gotta let it make you, uh, uh, someone who realizes your own self-importance and the stupidity of the people who do that and their lack of security and who or what they are. I, I remember when I first went after the mafia, uh, lots of, lots of Italian groups were angry at me for going after the mafia. I was, I was, um, fueling Italian American bigotry and I said, I'm doing exactly the opposite. We know the mafia exists. It's a small percentage of Italians. Why don't we show them that Italians feel the same way everybody else does about bad people? And I say the same thing about blacks. When there, when there's tremendous amount of crime in the black community, it should be blacks in the forefront who are fighting it because most blacks are not criminals. Sometimes the impression is given that all Italians are this or all blacks are that because people don't speak up. But you've got to be ridiculous to think that most Italians or most blacks are criminals. That's ridiculous. The overwhelming majority aren't. It's question is, forget race, forget religion, forget ethnic. Good people should stand together. And they should put the bad people in every group in their category. I think that's what God would want. <laughs> if I could speak for God. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Thank you for returning. This is Rudy Giuliani, and, and thank you for listening in today. I, I think this was a very, very uh, important show because I think that, um, and my final thoughts are going to be focused on it in a moment. Uh, l- let me remind you that uh, the Mayor's Final Thoughts is sponsored by maybe one of the most important organizations in this country, Tunnels of Towers, and I say that because... They take care of the most important people in this country, the men and women who protect us, the men and women in uniform who put their lives on the line so that we will be safe and so that our constitutional rights and all our other rights will be protected. And uh, when these men and women lose their lives or, or lose the use of their limbs and their ability to be independent, it's Tunnels to Towers who's there right away. Frank Siller and all his people are there. They're there to pay off the mortgage on the home, to build a smart home. And that's all really important, but they're also there with moral support. And I think when, when, when you meet these people and you get to know them and you see what can be done by this, you're going to, you're going to say to yourself, I wish I've been doing this from. So how about we start right now? $11 a month, t2t.org. T, the number 2t.org. You will never, ever feel better about anything you do than this. I'm telling you. I've got to end where I began because I know I say this a lot. I get shocked every day as a guy who was a prosecutor and straight as an arrow. And uh, here, here, here they want to do something of historical moment. And that is, uh, for the first time in history, indict an, uh, a former president. Well, they don't just do it once with one case that he could have a chance to uh, uh, to contest. They accumulate four of them. And none of them about anything particularly important. Uh, the fate of the republic is not going to turn on whether these cases are tried, not tried, in fact, the fate of the republic might turn on the fact of these cases going forward. 
because it will prove we no longer have a democracy or a country of laws. Four cases in one year, the year he's going to run for president. He's already the leading Republican candidate by a lot. He's already somewhat leading the incumbent president. And you bring four cases against him about things that could have been prosecuted if you were going to do it a couple of years ago, could be prosecuted a couple of years from now, or probably shouldn't be prosecuted at all because they don't mean anything. He complained about the vote in uh, in Georgia. Vociferously, hard, tough. And Georgia went ahead and did what the hell it wanted to do anyway. He didn't hurt anybody. Nobody, Nobody got hurt. He exercised his right of free speech, of persuasion, of argument. His lawyers are being tortured for being lawyers. I'm not saying uh, that we exaggerated. Maybe we did. But when, when, that the first time lawyers exaggerated in a case? If lawyers are not going to be able to exaggerate, if they're going to have this hanging behind them as, boy, if the politics comes out differently, I go to jail. What kind of an America is this going to be? And where the hell are the liberals? Where are the liberals? I mean, the, the, the last indictment is absolutely, without any doubt, an indictment of free speech. Every single thing he said that he's indicted for, he had a right to say. He had a right to be wrong about. I happen to know he's right about it. Same thing is true here with this, with this Georgia thing, with this piece of crap leaked. Now, if we're going to play, you know, uh, we're going to indict him for the, for those documents that were in the wrong place at Mar-a-Lago, but we're not going to indict Biden for making them available to the Chinese, how about we indict somebody for leaking this damn grand jury material before Georgia gets a right to go forward? Go to court now. Wake up and stop this atrocity. <laughs> 